0: Hello and welcome to Azeroth Coast to Coast with your hosts Kevin and Chris, where we focus on tips for the aspiring World of Warcraft player. Each week, we'll give you a brief look into what we've been doing in game, updates on news, and focus on a weekly challenge to help you improve as a player. This week, we'll be focusing on popping your PvP cherry. With that, let's get right into the show. First things first, we need to give a shout out to Rillandune, or Vince uh, from the Hotscast podcast for naming the show. Uh, we forgot to mention that last time. Uh, let me introduce Chris. Chris, are you there? Hi. Hey buddy. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. You've been shouting at me
1: a lot today, but I'm good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Getting, uh, the podcasting, uh, things worked out. So, uh, what have you been doing in game, Chris? What have I been doing? Um, lot of
1: normal and heroic rating. We did Emerald Nightmare heroic this week. We did uh, Trials of Valor on normal. Um, we killed a new boss in Emerald Nightmare heroic, so we got the spider bitch down. So I think that's four out of seven, and I think we're two out of three in hall. Uh, not halls of Valor, Trials of Valor, um, and. Yeah, is a bitch. Don't like that fight. Don't like it at all.
0: Yeah, we only played Helia a few times and died pretty uh, pretty quickly there without even understanding what was going on. Yeah,
1: the thing is, we like to look up like the basics of the fight, but we more like to just throw ourselves at it and kind of figure it out as we go along. <laughs> but this might be the one where we need to actually look stuff up, because there's a lot going on. Uh, I did do a lot of uh, mythics and mythic pluses uh, with my European group. Uh, we've been gearing up some of the new people, so I've been playing Vengeance, uh, no, Havoc a lot more on my Demon Hunter a little bit, just because we're gearing up a new tank and he needs to practice tanking, so I've been doing and I've been DPSing. I don't like DPSing on a, on a Demon Hunter, I really don't like it. <laughs> it's mainly because I'm terrible at it. Kevin, did you die?
0: Sorry about that. So, any particular Mythic or Mythic Plus runs from the challenge last week that, um, you know, stood out but, to you? The, I still hate
1: Vault of the Wardens. Mm. I, I will always hate Vault of the Wardens. Yeah, we had to do that a couple times for the keystones. wasn't fun.
0: You mean but we did you didn't hit the timer?
1: No, we hit the timer no problem, but it's still a... I hate that dungeon. Absolutely hate that dungeon.
0: Yeah. I, I did a run with uh, Black Rook Hold this week, and um, that part where you're going up the stairs with the bats is still one of the things that I hate the worst in that whole dungeon.
1: Oh, I love Black Rook. I love tanking Black Rook. Black Rook's one of my favorites. Um, and Maw Souls. I think every single time I've been in there, regardless of if it was Mythic+, Plus. I always end up having to solo Helia as a, vengeance demon hunter. I always end up soloing that bitch because mm. everyone doesn't understand how to move out of bad things. <laughs> so I always end up soloing her.
0: Yeah, this I can, was like
1: the one time I didn't.
0: I can definitely relate to that. Just not moving out of the bad stuff and dying constantly i took a run with chris a few weeks ago and just died several several times just standing too close to one of those holes in the ground at the end boss
1: oh was that the time that i had to res you and then we have to get the druid to res you
0: <laughs> multiple battle reses on a single fight yeah that sounds like yep me.
1: on a single person
0: <laughs> on a healer yeah so yeah sounds fun uh did you get any good gear drops from the dungeons Oh,
1: my uh, My Demon Hunter is way too geared for Mythic. Uh, unless I'm like doing Mythic plus 10, I'm not going to get any gear.
0: Wow. And what about from the rating, anything?
1: Uh, I got a light, uh, not, not a life relic, a iron relic that I needed. It didn't upgrade my level, but it did give me a better uh, perk, so I took that. And the rest, I just gave my gear to the tank
0: because he's a druid and we use the same gear. Doesn't that get a little old if you're only getting, like, one or two items every week, being at the level that you're at?
1: Well, I got, like, five items, but I just gave them all to the other tank. Hmm. So it was a win-win.
0: I see. All right. Um. All right, I spent most of my week uh doing other stuff this week. I didn't get to play WoW too much, but when I did play, I got to do some Heroic Emerald Nightmare, and I did do a few of the Mythic Dungeons. So, um, yeah, on Emerald Nightmare, we killed about four bosses the one night. And, you know, someone mentioned, oh, well, we have this on farm. Um, I had a bit of a problem with this uh, phrase because to me on farm is something different than, I guess, what the other person I was talking to said. Um, I think if we're dying multiple times on a single boss, they're not on farm, even if we've killed that boss previously on Heroic Difficulty. What do you think about that, Chris?
1: So the way I see on farm... Um, is if you've killed it multiple weeks in a row and you're one to two shotting it, there's room for like a wipe because oh, we missed a cooldown or uh, we just flat out screwed up and just died to a mechanic, so that's okay. But on farm is like for my European guild, we clear Emerald Nightmare normal on about, in about 45 minutes to an hour without dying, just running through and killing everything, so that's on farm. The first three bosses on Heroic, I would consider them on farm because we don't ever really wipe to them. We wipe maybe once and then we kill it the second time, but they're down. Anything after that, like the spider bitch that I can never remember her name, um, we that's the first time we killed her, um, and it took us about four or five tries before we actually got her down. Um... So i would consider her not on farm until it's got to the point where we're one or two showing it
0: Hmm. yeah i I think you know i wouldn't call it a one shot because it definitely takes more than one shot to kill her but (laughs) i think you know having multiple wipes on a single boss is not an on on farm status and You know, I'm new to this game, but that, I don't know, that's just my opinion. Well,
1: that's just basics. That's like common sense. It's not really on farm unless you can do it without putting a lot of effort into it. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep, and uh, so we killed a few of the bosses, and this time I actually took the time to open the adventure log and go through the loot on each of the bosses to determine if there was something I actually needed um, from one of the bosses, and that helped because I used my roll tokens uh the seals of broken fate uh for the spider boss and actually got a healing relic or um one of this one of those last slots i can't remember what they're called but
1: holy relic if it's your what if you
0: um no it's below the rings on the slot list trinket trinket i got the healing trinket so that was cool <laughs> um Yeah. And I wanted to point this out because uh, we had a discussion a little bit earlier and I'm still learning about seals of broken fate and rolling on gear. And, um, you know, I think that the thing that helped this week was um, I looked through not only the adventure log, but compared that to what gear I had. So there's a few slots that I have where the eye level is a little bit lower than everything else. And then looked up which boss drops those particular slot gear And spent my rolls rolling on that. And I actually rolled and got two out of the three, uh, rolls. The one didn't really help out too much, but the second one was the healing trinket. And that really, um, you know, should give me a boost in game. So that was really awesome. And I, there is a bit of mystery around this because, um, you can use the vendor in Dalaran to get two of the seals of broken fate, um, and then you can get one from the Order Hall, and you can potentially get more than that, but um, it's a little bit harder to get. So one of them can drop from the Order Hall quests. If you see those pop up, it's a rare quest to get a Seal of Broken Fate, and I swear I've gotten it from other places as well, but um, yeah, I
1: don't know. So you can get it from your mission table. To, there's an Order Hall one that pops up, as you mentioned. is quite rare, but it happens get additional ones from the weekly events i know that the uh time walker one usually gives you one and i think it i don't think it was it's the, or is it the world quest one that gives you one as well i know there's two that gives you them i know one of them's the time walker one i can't remember what the other one is mm-hmm. uh but they'll give you an additional one per week you can, the way it works is that yeah, a baseline of three that is very easy to get. So you've got your you can buy it for gold, order all resources, or you can use to buy one with twenty-five order hall resources in your order hall. Um and if then, you've got
0: that talent. If for you've the got upgrade. that
1: upgrade on your order hall, yeah. And then you can get an additional three, but they're very rare and harder to get. So they can show up, they might not show up. So you can get a hard cap of six a week, but you can actually only hold ten of the items. Like period, you can only actually hold ten of them, so
0: All right, so if you wanted to hold on to a few and just have more chances to roll on gear for the next week, yeah, so yeah, I guess other people understand this better than I do being a newer player, but um, you know, certain bosses are going to drop gear that are good for you, and certain bosses are going to drop stuff that you probably don't need very much, so holding your tokens to roll on gear on those particular right bosses, bosses will yeah. be uh, better for you. Much more beneficial. So, yeah. Um, other than that, I did some mythic dungeons. Like I said, I only got to black Rook this week, um, even though this is our challenge and I kind of feel bad about that, but um, even I did more. Yay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it's, it's worth mentioning that, um, you know, you shouldn't be standing in bad at, on bosses. Um, you know, mechanics matter especially at the higher difficulty levels and you know especially being a healer i've been looking at when people are standing in bad and when they are you know not doing what they should be doing and why am i healing them more than the tank and things like that so that kind of bugged me a little bit here's what you do
1: and bear in mind i've been i was a healer from wrath all the way through to warlords of draenor if they're standing in bad don't heal them till they learn not to. Because <laughs> we'll if they keep dying, times. they'll learn pretty mm. quickly. This stuff hurts. The healer's not going to heal me if I keep doing it. They'll learn very quickly. <laughs> and I know that's a bit of a dick move, but at the same time, it's like, I'm not going to waste my mana on you if it eventually means I'm going to run out of mana and the tank's going to die.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so a good you, point.
1: you got to think about right, Um, if I'm wasting mana on this person who's standing in bad constantly, overall, it's going to be a massive deficit for me because I'm not going to have enough mana to keep the tank alive if he takes a big hit.
0: Yeah. And the other thing to mention is, like, if you don't know what the mechanics are for the fight, just say you don't know the mechanics and we'll explain it to you. Exactly. Don't sit there and pretend like you know what you're doing and then stand in bad and then die after the first, you know, thing that the boss does that kills you. So, I don't know.
1: No, i completely agree with that. you're better off taking five minutes to explain the fight than taking 20 minutes trying to kill it twice because you've wiped the first time because someone didn't know what they were doing yep
0: and then um finally i spent some time crafting some gear and um trainer crafting or not trainer crafting but uh this expansion legion. crafting legion span, legion crafting is horrible there's no other way to put it it, oh, it is, is. horrible terrible. So I you know there was a few slots that I had that were a little bit lower than everything else and I'm like I can craft up to 855 with the upgraded gear so I'm going to try to craft something and see what happens. So I looked at three of the slots that I had. Two of the items from the auction house were 10k and one was 5k. So I bought the one for 5k. And then um what I need to do to get the Obliterum upgrades is just craft a bunch of engineered headsets and then break them down for Obliterum Shards, and then use that to upgrade the item. So, you know, I spent a bunch on mats on the auction house, because, look, I didn't want to just, you know, go to a tailor and in the guild and say, all right, make me all this crap. So I decided to just see what it would be like buying it from the auction house. So um, I bought a bunch of the gear that I needed from the auction house to craft the items, and I crafted the Obliterum shards, I upgraded the item up to 8 855, put it on, and I looked at my gold when I was done, and after I was done, it costed me about 10,000 gold just to upgrade one slot worth of gear. And th- this is just a horrible system. There's no other way to put this. I mean... You need to bear in mind that the way that the system is designed is that people who
1: actually go out and farm and put in the effort to get it will make money. People who just buy it off the auction house, yeah, you're gonna struggle because it's not designed for you. It's designed for the people who are actually crafting the materials and farming the materials.
0: But j- just the process of having to craft so many headsets to break them down for obliterum is—it just feels bad. Not
1: for someone who's actually going out and grinding the materials, though. Not for someone who just does that. I mean, there are people who don't actually raid in this game or PvP in this game and just farm money just farm professions and make money.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was on a podcast <clears> with a guy who did just that. <laughs> there was about, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, so I put 5,000 gold into a bunch of people's pockets who collect gear and put it onto the auction house for exorbitant prices for me to buy it from them. Um, things, and you know, to note, this is not just stuff that I can turn in for obliterum shards. Like the, um, the special cloth that you have to get imbued um, you can't just buy that from the or from um the bloods of Sargaris. you have to actually get that from the auction house and it, you know people have it on there for a decent price you know it's not just like a few copper to get that crap
1: wait, do you mean like the actual material the things you have to buy to unlock the oblarrum forge
0: no no i'm so um certain headsets have to be crafted with like imbued silk. Yeah. Taylor's going to make that. Right. So Taylor makes it, puts it on the auction house. I buy it for a crap ton of money and then, you know, craft a headset, break it down and put that in. But I don't know though. I was talking to Wendy about it earlier in the week and I would have to make like something like 16 or 17 headsets to break them down, to have enough obliterum to get the obliterum piece and upgrade the headset eight eight times so it's 855 so it's it's a it's a lot of crafting it's a lot of breaking down it's a lot of upgrading and then finally i'm left with an 855 piece of gear which is you know something that i could get in a you know probably a plus two or plus three mythic dungeon so
1: the profession, the profession gear.
0: This expansion isn't as good as
1: what it's previously been. There's been examples where profession gear was actually better than some actual raiding gear. Doesn't it? Rarely, rarely ever happens anymore. But this is like the one case where profession gear is actually kind of pointless. Like almost kind of completely mm. pointless. You can get better gear from doing world quests, you can get better gear from doing the basic mythics and the lower level mythic pluses. You can get better gear from doing LFR, you can get better gear from doing normal. There's no real need for the crafting gear because it doesn't keep up with the other kinds of gear. Um, I don't think it should, personally. I think it should always be a couple of, at least 10-15 levels below what you can get from raiding, just because I feel like Crafted gear should be maybe used as a stepping stone to get into raiding, but it shouldn't be better than raiding gear. So I actually think that they're doing it, personally I think they're doing it right, but there's there's people out there that don't, and I understand that point of view as well, but that's just how I see it. I think the gear's fine.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't mind if it would be a little bit below, like you said, rated gear, because yeah, if you get something from a raid, you want it to feel like, wow, this is like a really good piece of gear that I got and not like, oh, well, I just crafted these hands or, you know, this waist, and it was better than what I got from the raid. But there, you know, it's, it's the, the thing that bothers me about it is that I have to craft something for the sole purpose of grinding it down into a blitterum to upgrade the another item that I got that had better stats on it. So I've you know,
1: been doing that since uh, a vanilla while with enchanting and tailoring.
0: I haven't been an enchanter. I've been an engineer so, and a miner. Ta- tailors? I mine stuff from the ground. I put it into an engineered item and I'm like, wow, this is cool. Now no, like, let's some
1: Tailors, they make a robe and then they take their enchanting and disenchant it for dust. So they've been doing exactly that mm. since vanilla
0: well I haven't had that experience being an engineer
1: <coughs> you won't but... because it doesn't work like that uh, geocrafting does the same thing they take well it did it doesn't anymore uh, but previously they would take ore and grind it into dust so that they would be able to get some gem shards out of it okay uh, inscriptionists do the same with uh, herbs they take the herbs grind them into dust and make ink out of it
0: that's all well and good. I mean, the problem is, is that I don't like, you know, creating something with the sole purpose of destroying it and then having to create one or two of those items just to get one upgrade and then having to do that eight different times in order to upgrade my item so that it's on par with other gear that I have at my current eye level. So, I mean, if I had to break down stuff in the Obliterum Forge less and... um you know, instead of one or two items, every time I break something down, that automatically gives me one upgrade. That would feel better, but I would still have to—I would still hate doing that eight different times to get it to eight fifty-five.
1: The the Obleterum forge is very similar to the system we had in Warlords of Draenor. Um, only in this case, rather than just dumping your materials like you did in Warlords of Draenor to get the upgrade item. You have to dump your materials on crafted items to get the updated item so it works out pretty much about the same but it's just you're doing more rather than just dumping materials
0: i mean what what would be nice is if i could put some of those headsets like on the auction house and actually sell them for the same gold that other people are making off of me buying materials to craft those items But no, I have to break them down, and I have to get dust in order to upgrade my item.
1: Went out mining for two or three hours.
0: You could probably do that. Okay, all right. We've we've killed this topic. Uh, Yep. (laughs) Let's move on. Bottom line is, it feels bad, man. And let's move on. Feels bad to you. All right. News of the week, Chris. Do you want to talk about the charity pet?
1: Charity pet. Uh, so, the uh, the little charity pet that they announced at BlizzCon, where all proceeds will go to the Make-A-Wish Foundation, has uh, now live. the 31st. Yes. I was going to clarify, jumping in, jeez. Uh, so, Mischief is a little fell kitten. Uh, you can purchase them on the Blizzard store. Uh, let me just double-check the price for people.
0: It's $10 US.
1: Uh, and ten dollars US, and it's nine pounds uh, for uh, the UK. Uh, so all proceeds will until December thirty first will go hundred percent to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I think in total so far, while they've been doing these charity pets, they've made four. I think they said plus come four million dollars for the MegaWorth Foundation, which it's is a lot of money. insane. Um, so massive props to Blizzard and the community for actually purchasing the thing. But yeah, he's a uh, once the, the Make-A-Wish campaign is finished on December 31st, uh, you will just be able to continue purchasing him, so you'll stay on the store. They did release a trailer that's a very adorable little parody of The Grinch that Kevin wants to complain about, so I'll let Kevin complain about it.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I thought that it looked very similar to the video that they came out with the level 100 boost, and if you watch them side by side, they did pull a lot of that same material for this particular video um but yeah i can't shit on it too much i mean it's a cool video and there's a a cute kitty in it so you know it's it's still fun the
1: thing i like about it is that the characters they created for the two boost videos they actually took them and made a little story arc around them it's kind of adorable that's why i like it
0: yeah it's it's still fun i liked it i liked the video that they made about it so that was cool. uh, uh
1: as for your pet collectors uh he, the pet type uh i believe he's a beast pet uh so if you're uh, looking for a little beast pet that you can uh buy and boost up he's your good option all right that's it
0: what else is in the news chris
1: Oh yeah, so Tryllev Valor got nerfed. Just 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 Odin and Helia. Um so Tryllev Valor got nerfed. I believe it was on a hotfix earlier this week. Um and they released on Twitter on the Warcraft Devs account that uh, a hotfix is now live. Damage dealt by herge 's Shield of Light on the Odin encounter has been significantly reduced on Normal and Heroic difficulty for Triall of Valor. And additionally, uh, they're reducing the health of several enemies on Phase 2 of the Helya encounter on Normal and Heroic difficulty. Uh, so those hotfixes are already live, so if you're experience- if you're playing through trial of Valor and things seem a little easier with the uh, Herja and Helya. That's why. They have slightly been nerfed.
0: Okay. And what does that mean for us? I mean, just that it's going to be easier to go through those bosses?
1: Um, for I would say probably for Herja, uh more so than in uh, Helya, you'll notice it pretty, like, straight away, because Shield of Light is the mechanic that everyone that people have to stack in so that the damage is spread and reduced. It'll mean less people has to stack in it. Uh, so it'll do... Uh, probably if, if less people are stacking it and allowing more people to actually focus on killing Herja, it does mean that the damage will be about the same, but it does mean if everyone stacks in it, it'll pretty much be no damage, which is a good thing for the hell you encounter i haven't actually seen phase two yet so i have no clue <laughs> okay
0: all right um and and the weekly events this week we have dark moon fair and the battleground bonus event so dark moon fair starts tomorrow which is sunday the fourth and the battleground event starts tuesday the sixth um looking forward to either of those chris
1: I'm looking forward to Darkman Fair because I love just going around and then jumping on that carousel to get some XP bonus and then leveling leveling characters.
0: Oh, yeah. I, that, remember, that reminds me of the last time that we talked last week um, to get the uh, merry-go-round bonus for um, rep in the Broken Isles. I keep forgetting that there's also a rep bonus associated with that. Very cool. All right. Yep so um with the battleground bonus event uh that's going to take us to our weekly challenge um and this week's challenge is popping your pvp cherry so um this was one of the things that it took me several several months to get into was pvp and i had kind of a fear about it we talked about that a little bit last week but um we wanted to dig into pvp this week especially um you know to get you excited about the battleground event uh item and you know hopefully get some get some good loot and get some good ap so um chris let's start off by talking about why do pvp what are the bonuses or what are the things that you can get from pvp that might be useful
1: yeah okay. um well from your first one of the day just like from pve dungeons you get a massive chunk of artifact power so it's definitely a bonus if you if you like PvP or you're looking to try PvP, it's definitely a bonus to kinda just jump in and get that. Because most battlegrounds they usually tend to lean horde dominant, alliance dominant. So if you get a battleground that your your faction usually wins, good, you're just gonna get some free artifact power. Uh you've also got the bonus chest, which does uh, reward gear for open world and instanced uh, PvE. Uh, progression which is very weird but we'll explain that in a minute or two why you're getting pve rewards and pvp but we'll explain that
0: and it has a chance to drop a legendary
1: and uh, i was just about to say that it does have a chance to drop a legendary just like everything in world of warcraft right now that's co- uh, that's built in for legion has a chance to reward a legendary and it's also just kind of fun to go around killing some uh horde or alliance
0: Yeah. Killing players is oftentimes much more rewarding than just killing a few monsters. Very much so, especially if you're a Vengeance Demon Hunter, because no one can kill you. And some players who have been, you know, playing World of Warcraft for a few expansions now might be saying to themselves, well, I don't have specific gear for PvP, so it's going to take me a while to get geared up and go in there. Right, Chris? No.
1: Not anymore. So... With Legion, they completely redesigned the PvP system. PvP gear that matters essentially doesn't exist other than just having some transmog. So there are PvP sets, and there are stuff that kind of benefits PvP, but gear isn't one of them. Well, not exactly. When you zone into instance PvP, in regards to uh, battlegrounds, arenas, skirmishes, rated battlegrounds, anything like that, your stats and your trinkets and your legendaries and your gems and enchants are all turned off. They don't exist anymore. Then you're giving a baseline amount of stats depending on your class and specialization, and then for every additional I le- every ten eye level above eight hundred, you're giving one percent of power. So an additional one percent of stats to kind of push you along and make you a bit more powerful compared to other people. So the only thing that actually matters in PvP is your eye level and the new honor talent system. Uh, So there are 50 levels within one honor talent system, you can then prestige it and get some cool bonuses. Um, And then you go back down to one, but you keep all your honor points and you get new talents. You can have access to six of these talents at any given time. Uh, and you can swap as you go depending on how you feel the uh, how you feel you're good what you're going to need for this specific battleground or arena or whatever the situation
0: and chris i've been getting some of those honor talents just you know as i'm leveling up in pvp and i actually find that pretty cool because it switches up the mechanics of your current skills in a way that you haven't seen before and um some of them are pretty you know beneficial like um there was one that I had as a holy priest that increased my renew amount like it gave me. It actually made it a decent heal like when I first cast it out. So, you know, it, I, it's it been cool kind of like tweaking and tinkering with those and seeing which ones work better or, you know, what fits my play style in PvP.
1: Well, there's a Havoc Demon Hunter one that literally throws you into the air, makes you untargetable, and lets you laser beam to the ground and kill anyone that you want. Wow.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> Ain't it crazy?
0: Yeah. So it's it's interesting that they've kind of tweaked and you know balanced those PvP talents so that it's something different um, and useful and fun and you know just well the good
1: the good thing about the PvP talents is it means that people can like, if something feels overpowered they can tweak those talents and those specific abilities and it won't affect PVE balance. And vice versa, so if there's a class that's completely overwhelming in PvE and just destroying the meters, they can nerf it in PvE and it won't affect the PvP balance.
0: Yeah, and I I definitely do like playing for that reason that they seem to have really balanced it in this particular expansion to, you know, be better. I mean, honestly, I don't really know, like, what the... The difference in balances from previous versions and what is balanced because i still don't understand what's going on in battlegrounds too much when i'm playing oh um, and
1: and warlord and and the wrath of the lich king cataclysm desol priests were practically unkillable okay they were neon unkillable
0: yeah i mean I, I it seems fun i try to stay alive you know i try to heal people as a priest and you know sometimes we win sometimes we lose but you know the 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 rewards that you get from it and the some of the items that you can get are you know pretty cool um it it seems like though the items that i'm getting the drops that I'm getting are kind of mid tier eye level like i'm getting like eight tens eight twenties um it's it doesn't seem like there's a chance that it drops really high eye level stuff
1: so well, uh, the p. v. p gear it's it's it depends on, you won't get a lot of high stuff when it comes from random battlegrounds. Where you'll get higher and more potent stuff when it comes to arena and rated battlegrounds. Because not only does the gear scale on your eye level, but it also scales on your rating within the arena and the rated battlegrounds. So you, the, the higher your rating, the higher your eye level, the bigger the reward.
0: Oh, okay. I had no idea that that was the case i I have actually never played like rated battlegrounds what is what else are the differences with those so
1: you've got normal battlegrounds that are queueable you've got uh, skirmish arenas which are queueable and then you've got rated battlegrounds which requires uh i believe it's 15 people to queue up for a rated battleground so if you get a great rate of 15 people you can queue up and it will put you against another group of 15 people that are looking to do the same content that's roughly, this, that are roughly the same MMR as you roughly. It's very difficult to do that with 15 people but they do their best um, And MMR and
0: just meaning how good they are making, versus rating. how good yeah, you so are so
1: Depends... The matchmaking rating is just the number that they use to kind of determine, right, this is the average skill of all these people put together, based on their win-loss ratio. Uh, And it tries and gets the two teams as close as possible. It doesn't always do it, but it's relatively decent about doing that. And the same happens with 3v3 and 2v2, which is Arena. So you've got 2v2 Arena, which doesn't actually really do much in regards to getting you end of season rewards. 3v3 arena is where that happens. So 2v2 arena is just kind of like the casual, I just want to jump in and do some BVP, uh, but I want it to be rated. And then 3v3 is the more of, right, we're actually trying to get something here. So heads down, focus.
0: And what are the end of season rewards? There's
1: usually a mount uh, and a title uh, that only goes for the, the only is active. For the next season, so when the next season ticks over, that title disappears. But if you get a, if you get if you get the same level again, the title will just come back. So it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't really affect you as long as you're continuing to play. And I don't actually I need to actually double check because the season did just finish, or the season is finishing, and the rewards. I don't know if the rewards have actually been announced yet okay uh so uh, end of season one the end of season one rewards if you participate in season one in order to ensure that you receive your rewards which so if you if you did participate in season one refrain from transferring your characters to another realm or faction until after legion season one has ended legion season one titles and mounts will be rewarded approximately two weeks after the season ends and the season will be ending on December 13th at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, At the end of season, the rewards will be based on your faction. The top 0.5% of Alliance PvPers will be awarded the Gladiator Season 1 achievement and mount, and the same will happen to the top uh, 0.5% of Horde players. Uh, They will receive the Gladiator uh, Legion Season achievement
0: so action. let's just say i am a casual pvp here. Is is there any reason to do a rated battleground or a rated arena um, to try to get any rewards is it only the top of the top that are getting the mounts and the titles and the stuff?
1: top of the top are getting the mounts but there are like these are r- specific rewards that they get for getting like at the top five percent there are other rewards that that you can get for PvPing, such as mounts, titles. Um, That's pretty much it now that they've not got gear. There's transmog sets, actually, as well. There are transmog sets for each season, but they're... The PvP transmog sets, personally, I don't think they look that great. They never have.
0: Okay. So, it sounds like... Doing rated stuff, because I've never done it before, it doesn't sound like it's going to be very beneficial to me unless I really grind out, you know, unless a ton you really
1: want a PvP, then you're not gonna really be looking to do rated battlegrounds. 3v3s are still fun, even doing them casually. I mean, I did them back in Mr. Pandaria, I did them back in Wrath of the Lich King. I got Challenger, I mean that's not really high, but it's still high enough to get a reward and to get a, the seasonal title. So it's like, if you want to have some fun with your friends, just grab some people and do some Arena. It's still fun.
0: Okay. Um, Unless
1: you go up against, like, Blood DK and Monk, then that's not fun.
0: So, Chris, one of the things that I struggle with when I play PvP, especially being a healer, is as soon as I enter the battleground or as as soon as I enter the Arena, and I notice this a lot more with Arena, is they just start wrecking me they just wreck yep. my face is there you anything to... I, I can do to get around that or how, how do i survive well
1: so there's two things going on here or uh, well, two or three the best way to try and survive is to make sure you've got the P- uh, the correct pvp talents on for your spec um because there are not only just the pvp honor talents but your actual class talents as well because there are talents in there that are better for mobility and casting on the move and just, oh shit, pop heals, stuff like that. So those are always good to make sure you have the right talents, both in PvE and PvP, for this one situation. The the DPS and the tanks, they should also be trying to keep them off you, whilst also trying to kill the other healers. So it's a bit of a... If there's enough if there's enough classes with enough crowd control, they should be able they should be trying to help you and keep you alive. But they should also be focusing on killing the other healer. Because if their healer's gonna die, if their healer doesn't die, then there's nothing they can really do about killing the DPS that's on you.
0: Right. And it just seems like, okay, in PVE, I'm just doing a bunch of healing and I'm in the back and like everything is, you know, chill in life. Yep. And then I get into PvP and it's just like people are smashing my face left and right. And I'm just like, what the hell?
1: Yeah, it's a completely different situation for a healer. Uh, But it's also a completely different situation as a tank. Unless you're a flag carrier, no one touches you because they know they're not going to kill you.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could definitely do some damage if you had this, uh, I guess, the skills for it or whatever. Okay, so... What are the resources that I could use to help me understand more about PvP? I mean um, are there any good websites that focus on wild WoW PvP that I could look at look up my talent builds or whatever?
1: Uh, I believe Icy Veins has a PvP section I'm not 100% on that because I usually use Icy Veins for PvE uh, I I would say Noxic is a Tool, it's not always a hundred percent accurate, but it's a decent tool. Um, okay. MMO champions not really for things like oh, this is like PvP, or just say this is the news. Go have a look at it. The one that's actually very good, and it comes down to their their class columns. Is Blizzard Watch. Blizzard Watch is actually a very good site in regards to this is what you need to know for your class, this is what you need to know for this, this is what you need to know for PvE, PvP, this is your lore. It's very it's very helpful in regards to just being an overall kind of, this is everything. Have a look. And not only is it good for War- Warcraft, but it's good for every Blizzard game. Thus, thus the name Blizzard Watch. <laughs> uh... Cause I know when it comes to the Demon Hunter, I read the uh I read the Demon Hunter class forum every time Mitch brings it out. So I read that one.
0: And you know, this is I guess something for the listener too. Like if you have a specific PvP related WoW site that you watch or, you know, keep up with and let us know so that we can uh share that with others on the podcast.
1: Yes, 100%. Go to Blizzard Watch. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, in terms of wow news, I haven't spent too much time looking up like blue posts and all that other jazz outside of the game. You know, I'll read the patch notes when it comes out. But, um, you know, I think Icy Veins for me was the place where I started to kind of look up what I should do in terms of um, stats and uh, talents. So I think that's probably the best place to start if you're new. Um, and then it sounds like Blizzard Watch and MMO Champion are more news-related in, in general and not specific to uh, classes. or. Like I said,
1: um, Blizzard Tons. Watch does have class-specific columns that they do release on a weekly to bi-weekly basis. So there are definitely reasons to go to Blizzard Watch to look up stuff for your specific class. Okay. Uh, okay. And like I said, I see, I've just double-checked, Icy Veins is more of a PvE guide rather than a PvP guide. Um, I don't really look up much for PvP in regards to guides and stuff, so I don't actually know about many websites, so if the listeners are no, just, you know, no, that would be great, because that would help me.
0: Yeah, teach us something in the process. All right, Chris, Um, <clears throat> anything that we didn't talk about on this week's show that kind of jumps jumped into your mind as we were going through here that you wanted to talk about? You're
1: terrifying when you smoke? <laughs>
0: yes my my voice is a little scratchy and i should also mention that to the listener it's 10 a.m eastern time on a saturday morning which is uh the the time that we need to meet because chris is uh, five hours in in the future right now yes i am all right great so with that we'll end the show um that's all we have for this week uh to talk to us during the week you can find us on twitter the show now has a Twitter. It's at Azeroth CTC for Azeroth Coast to Coast. Uh, I'm at Swingcat, S-W-I-N-G-K-A-T. And Chris is at AkariVK2. Nope, V2K, that's twice you've done that. V 2 k You need a better Twitter handle. That's all I can say.
1: It was AkariVoteToKick when I was on VoteToKick. And I've just never changed it because
0: I've never needed to. Okay. V 2 k if you'd like to find us in game, we're on the Dalaran server and we've created a chat channel called A-C-T-C for Azeroth Coast to Coast. Uh, anything that you don't want to post publicly, you can email us at azerothctc at gmail.com. With that, that's the show. Chris, thank you. Talk to you next week. Yeah, people. Bye.